Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece with Samantha Tradelius today. How are you? Girl, I'm good. And I got a new microphone, so I feel a little bit more legit. You, you sound amazing. You know, I'm working on it. It's a work in progress around you here. You sound amazing. So <clears throat> the other day I posted something online that it's it's a, a little sign that I have above my computer uh, that I look at every day. I'm looking at it right now. Empowered women empower women. Um, and I, you know, it was interesting. I, I literally put it out and said, I don't know who needs this today, but I felt compelled to put it up. So there it is. You know, we rise together, go have a powerful day. That was the whole message. And it was really interesting to see when people, there was a handful of people that responded that like one of my girlfriends said, I can't tell you why, but I really needed this today. So it's like, we're, we're all connected um, energy wise, but uh, you know, to be able to even have that teeny tiny impact on another woman uh, on a daily basis is amazing. And, and this feeds into the guests we have today, because you two are just doing everything to empower women, to have women supporting women, lifting each other up, guiding each other, helping each other, empowering each other. It's amazing. So today we have with us Amanda Ramsey and Leilani Bowers. How are you ladies? Great. How are you? We are amazing. And uh, Amanda, your uh, launch and and Leilani's uh, joining you under the the She Stories brand. Um, I don't know. Do we call it a brand? Do we call it a movement? Do we? I don't. I, it's it's probably all of the above. It's a movement. It's a community. Yes. I love that. <laughs> um, your your story is interesting uh, because you were a pastor's daughter. The and good you, one. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you you talk about uh, you talk about the the testimony, the te- testimony that that the churchgoers would give at service. And I've never really equated to um, I've never really equated uh, our our journeys, our sharing of journeys with the testimony that you hear in a church serve in a testimony service. So I want you to take it all the way back to there, because I feel like that's really kind of the, the seed of all this. Yeah. You know, definitely it's the seed. I, I grew up as a PK. It was like the sixth of, you know, the sixth child, the baby of the family. Um, and six of number six time. of six. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's serious. Right. I was I was the swimming pool like my parents short story my parents I was getting the swimming pool they had the people come out and measurement and all that good stuff had the loan and all that and then my mom found out she was pregnant and they were like oh my god are you serious my dad's like y'all can't get the pool because your mom is pregnant do your do your siblings still hold that against you yes they yeah do. that's a lifelong that's a lifelong like damn it Amanda <laughs> we could have had a pool instead we got you. <laughs> exactly and i've they've held that against me for years i'm like let it go y'all like we all grown now let it go i'm sorry i'm sorry okay that you couldn't invite your friends over for swim parties in the backyard <laughs> my bad i didn't have to be brought here but i'm the best gift ever yeah so, uh, <laughs> so as the the baby of the family i used to play piano uh and sing at church so i was a church musician so I was kind of like stuck to be in there at every doggone service. Uh, and so I, um, <clears throat> every first Sunday, they would have this thing called testimony service, right? 
but a lot of the churchgoers and the older, you know, men and women would get up and I would be a kid like laying on the seat. Like, are we ever going to go home? Like, why are we still here? Um, and they would get up and they would start singing a song, you know, it'd be like, woke up this morning with my mind stayed on Jesus. Right. And then, uh, then they would begin to talk, you know, giving on to God. And, you know, I went through this situation and, you know, I I'm healed or I was, I was taken care of and they were giving a lot of hope to people. And in that moment, as a kid, I wasn't thinking about those stories. I was thinking about going home, but as years <laughs> passed, right? Like, of come course. on, people, I was ready to go home. <laughs> my dad used to always say, if it's just me and your mom, and that's it, we're going to sing a song or we're going to go home. Like, we can sing at home, but whatever. I digress. Um, but I never saw the value of those testimonies until I experienced my own life, right? And my own life challenges and hurdles and the times that I've overcome. And, and I thought about those stories that I heard. And I'm like, wow, those stories gave a lot of hope. And mm -hmm. then fast forward after going through my own ish, after going through a domestic violent relationship with my husband, I wanted to provide a space for women to share stories. And it brought me back to what I experienced as a kid, hearing stories and how it inspired me. And I'm like, wow, I need to do the same thing. It's a safe community. People felt free uh, in the space to share, cry, and they felt community. I need to do the same thing for women. I think there's something um, empowering, not only in getting the support from the others who are hearing your story, but I also think sometimes it's very empowering to actually be able to speak the words out loud. Uh, yeah. You know, whether whether it's one person or a thousand people, whatever it is, like sometimes it's just, oh my God, I can't, I can't believe I said that out loud, finally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Finally, it's like you're a caged bird, right? And you're finally able to be released and free in your voice and share. And I've mm -hmm. seen the impact that uh, that it has on women, not only in the audience, like you said, but the storytellers that have gotten up and told their stories. Some of them shared stories that they've never shared anywhere, not even to their own parents or their best friends. And they chose this place because they felt safe enough to share, to be free, mm. to let that burden just be lifted from them. And now they can speak their truth. It's and amazing. it's amazing to see someone who's gone through and come out on the other side. And I think for so many of us, when we go through a trauma or a situation or a, a, a hurdle, you know, it's hard in the moment to, to see there is another side and to hear a story of a woman who you know, may have a, a more dramatic moment or, you know, maybe going through something yeah. similar. I think that mm -hmm. it's in itself is incredibly invigorating. And so to provide a space for that, for women um, to get up and, and, and speak it is mm -hmm. super cool. Yeah. And, you know, as women, uh, you know, I can speak for myself and the few other women that I've talked to that we carry a lot of shame in our stories um, mm -hmm. and we don't share our truth with people, especially sometimes our friends are our family because we're ashamed. Like me, when I went through the DV relationship that I was in, I grew up in a two-parent home in the suburbs, great schools, all of that, great parents, family, all of that. And I was in a domestic violent relationship. And I kept that away from my entire family until 
my spouse and I broke up and until he died. They never knew because mm-hmm. I carried that shame. How could I, that grew up in the greatest family in the city, uh, go through this relationship challenge or this domestic violence? How could I let that happen to me? So I walked in a lot of shame and I didn't share. So this space that we've provided for women, you know, like, hey, I went through some stuff too. And guess what? You're not the only one and you can get through it. And they are able to release the shame. But that's the biggest thing as women. We are walking around with shame with our story. Why is that? Like, what the hell? Where did that come from? Like, it's a Birkin bag. Right? (laughs) Like, who prescribed that bullshit? Like, that's not the way that it's supposed to go. It's crazy. And, you know, no one let your friends go through stuff, too. Like. Come on, like, why are we hiding? Yeah, why are we? And so She Stories was born. And Leilani, you, I, I don't know how you got into this mix, but you got to be thanking God every day you did. Tell, <laughs> tell us how tell us how you guys connected and and um, sort of where you're, where you're helping her take it. Well, I, um, I met Amanda through, through family. I was actually married to her nephew. And I, and this was back in 2008, I think. And it was such a big family. Like when, when she says that this, it was like the best family in this, it, like it was such a, a big family who embraced everybody, like all the neighbors, all the kids and all the animals. So <laughs> when I came into the family, I come from a very small family. Uh, my mother, my sister, like, it's just very small. We're scattered and we don't speak. So. Oh, cool. When I, yeah. So when I came into this, it was like, like Christmas, like, oh, like there's so many people and they've, they're all amazing. So fast forward through, uh, through like the next 10 years, I started doing she stories with Amanda and getting to see these women give their their testimonies and their journeys and their stories and I would just watch and think of how like the amount of courage that it takes to share that story because like you said verbalizing something like that takes courage I myself and and Amanda knows I am not um you put a mic in my hand and I will cry like yeah, like, I want I want to know if she stories is sponsored by Kleenex, but that's a side note. <laughs> hey, we need to be yeah, right? Twenty four. <laughs> it's a sponsorship. It's um, yeah. I I as soon as it would happen, I would immediately start crying because it's so it's so emotional and so moving, and even listening to other people give their their stories would move me, and then as I'm going through my own stuff and my, uh, my separation and my own trauma and my own healing, I start identifying parts of me in these women and in her and in, uh, in she stories. So after that, it was a part of me just finding my, my foot in and finding my step that I could put in she stories and, and where she needed me, where, you know, where I could help. And I, I write, I love to write. I love to, to share women's stories. I love to, you know, it was a side hustle for a long time, but this is more of like the heart's work. I love 
meeting the women and helping tell their stories, even if they've told it a thousand times before. Um, it's my first time meeting the person. When I wrote, you know, even Samantha's future, just meeting her and, and seeing the things that she's accomplished over all the things that she's had to overcome is an amazing story to share. So I'm honored that I get to share it with her. And like I said, just expand it to, you never know who's going to need to hear that, that healing story. So. It's so good. And it's, it's sometimes too, just providing the space, providing the space that people can feel cool to open up and share. Because as we all know, women, we do things <laughs> I don't know if everyone actually knows it, but we do things a little differently, right? We connect differently. We vibe differently. Yeah. And I think that's what makes us so cool. And for those that are evolving and trying to figure out who they are, you know, navigate in this world to be able to join up with the tribe of what, like women that have maybe not been there, done that, but maybe had a certain part that you can connect to. I mean, that in its own yeah. right is just a, such it, a cool space. It is a blessing. I, I, thank God for it because there's a lot, you know, there's people that even entrepreneurs just starting out who have no idea what steps that they should take or, or they don't have a community of people or like Amanda said, like a safe place where they can, they can mentor, you know, or be a mentee to somebody and, and take the reins on that. I fortunately am blessed to have, she's amazing at what she's done. She does. And I've, picked her brain for hours about being an entrepreneur. I'm so nine to five wired that it it's literally taken unwiring of that nine to five. That, well, and that there's so many corporate. women entrepreneurs who are just solo folk, right? So I, I actually started a women's networking group like in a previous lifetime, a million years ago, although still tight with all the women who were in it today. And, and one of the things it was all women, it was all entrepreneurs or, or essentially people who either had their own business or were charged with building their own book of business. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we really prided ourselves on being was essentially serving as that board of directors for these entrepreneurial women, because they, they, so many of them are, are lit, like I said, literally solo. They don't have yeah. an employee. They don't have a partner. They just, they just sort of created a, a business around some hole they saw in the market or some skill or talent they had. Mm -hmm. And they, they may not have all the, all the pieces put together, but to have a room of women who have all different experiences to draw upon is a huge deal. That's and, huge. and it, it's, uh, you know, it that is a message that still resonates today. Yeah. Absolutely. Because when you actually, especially if you're, if you're in the process of being healed and you're growing yourself, there's like, like Samantha said, there's, we think different. So there's no limits mm -hmm. to what takes place after that. After you, you know, you've built your, you have your community, you have your safe space. And, and then when you network with all those different uh, yes. bosses, Yes. The ideas that that come in and that start flowing, those juices get going and it's the, the possibilities are endless, endless. It's the juicy stuff. So you've got these uh, events that you're having um, <laughs> and you've got the publication that's coming out. And so you're sharing a Friday feature, which mm -hmm. I was very honored to be a part of, um, which tells the story. And it really does like have an like a, a big approach. So it's not just like a little bit, it's kind of the whole roundabout, which I think is unique and different. 
um, these events that you have, you're primarily in Los Angeles, but you're expanding. So tell us a little bit about the expansion. What, are, where are we going? What are we doing? And what's, what's next? Yeah. You know, over the, the years, you know, the pan, listen, the pandemic almost took us out y'all. Oh, you say it again for the people in the back louder. Come on. Like the fact that we're all still standing is like, we should, we should be, we should be, you know, we should be throwing a party for that. Yeah. Or just for that. A still standing party. Oh, there's an idea. (laughs) Yes. Go ahead and bring Elton John while you're at it. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) Um, But yes, you know, the pandemic almost took us out and we, you know, like everyone dealt with the effects of that. Um, But before the pandemic, there were people interested in doing she stories. And I had the most ambitious idea. I can just travel all across the United States and do she stories everywhere. And I'm like, let's be real, Amanda. You know, you have a life, you have other things you're doing. Why not find other like like minded women that can um, do she stories, you know, on on your behalf? Share the brand, share the community, share the love, share the support. And so, with that, I, I you know circle back to Leilani. We've been chatting. I'm like Leilani, let's do she stories in Arizona. You be the first one because you've experienced she stories over the years. You know yeah. the culture of the brand. And that was what was most important to me. People and women that are connected to me that have experienced it, that know the culture, that know the brand, that can represent the brand in its fullest and be there to, to hold space for women. And I'm like, Leilani, let's do it. So she was the first one. And then I had a couple other girls reach out to me. So we're starting one in uh, Costa Mesa and one in the L.A. area in Inglewood. And I'm super excited about that because I want to be the person that leads the the tribe of the community to um, help women to not be shameful of their stories mm-hmm. and to find their voice and to find their freedom. And if I can rally around a bunch of women that believe the same thing, I believe that we can change this generation of women of not to walk in shame and to be free and so hey we're starting it this year so boots on the local boots on the ground great idea spreading across america while amanda does not have to spend 52 weeks a year traveling i feel like i feel like there is a and maybe this is 2024 i feel like there's a she story summit coming in your future that yeah I see it. Yes. I feel that. I think you you get, you could, you could set up these chapters all over and then once a year, bring everybody together and have, have a summit. But here's again, a story that I love is, you know, you had a hardship in your life. You had a challenge. You had this moment and many people would crawl back in their shell and go, you know what? Like, I'm just, you know, this is a part of my narrative and it's not great and it's who I am. But now you took it another level and we're like, nope, we're going to share it. We're going to get it out there and we're going to, you know, hopefully be nationwide, worldwide with these stories. That I think is something that's so um, entrepreneurial in a sense where, you know, you're going the complete opposite of what most people that go through something like that would do. Um, Mm. And we've, we've interviewed quite a few women that have had, you know, different types of stories 
that that that's just so, the coolest part about women is like we're like how can we help other people like i'm not yeah. going to sit here and dwell in my own stuff i want to get out there and make a difference for other people and i think that is just um it's moving and it's it's important and it is a story that needs to be told so that makes me so excited to just even like see your face and i feel your energy um it just comes off of you like you're you're a good time amanda i can see it I can see. <laughs> I know Leilani's a good time. I spent some time with her. She's good. But you two together. Woo. It's incredible. Hey, so I'll be out there soon. The energy she gives is contagious. And like I said, I feel like I'm privileged because I've gotten a front row seat to this and been able to absorb all this knowledge and and you know, I I am confident with with she stories in Phoenix. There there are women out here that definitely have their own stories, and um, and there's so much healing on the other side of that. So that's what that's what we want to crack into. So as so you're you building the brand, sorry, I just I have a burning question. So as you're expanding these different chapters, how are you finding these women? Like, how are you bringing them to you to you know create these groups? You know, it's pretty wild. The same way with uh, with us, with storytellers, it's always been organic. I've never really had to find anyone. I've gotten referrals or people just find me on Instagram. Um, so with the creating the chapters, um, I'm seeking women that um, that I see on Instagram and social media that are sharing their stories mm-hmm. um, and that are very transparent and have great friendships with women and so if I'm looking for somebody in Philadelphia I'm going to be checking their Instagram and their social media and and seeing how impactful they are with women I mean just like you two women you you beautiful ladies Stacy and Samantha the beautiful work that you guys do in the Mm -hmm. community I'm like hey they'll be perfect because I see I have social proof of what you do because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to go have wine, which I would love to have some wine with mm-hmm. every woman. <laughs> that's a part of it. You know? I mean, that could be a, that could be a 2023 goal. <laughs> yes, that could be this goal. That one can happen this year. Yeah, Tennessee. yeah. <laughs> Don't sell yourself short, girl. Right. Hey, I'm not. I'll be down there soon. We can get together, have the first toast. <laughs> there you go. But that that's my goal is to find like like minded women. And I'm hoping that as we uh, birth these three chapters that um, it will spread and there'll be other women that will reach out to me and say they're interested in, in holding a chapter in their city. So you're you've got Phoenix, of course. And where are the other two um, OG chapters? We'll call them uh, that. Orange County. Nice. And uh, Inglewood. In Los Angeles. So those are the two. And I'm making sure that the chapters are at least 30 to 45 miles away because I want the women to, uh, when they host their storytelling nights and their gatherings, for them to be successful. And uh, one of my goals with creating the chapters was also to generate impact and income. So um, like Leilani or whoever else is leading a chapter will be able to gain some income from holding space for women and providing this community because it's a lot of work. I'm an entrepreneur. I know that I put mm-hmm. my own money into she stories all these years. And I, and I feel that um, there's a space for women. Maybe you don't want to be a life coach. Maybe you just want to have a women's community and you don't know how to start. Maybe she stories might be the best place for you to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is, which is great. I mean, amazing. I think 
expansion is hard. And I have, mm. you know, from just Sparkle, having different chapters and managing all the moving parts. And, you know, it's um, it's hard to manage when you're not necessarily there and you're starting. And it's like, you know, finding those right individuals that can really yeah. subscribe to what it is you're doing and, and the good mm. that you're serving. But I mm. like the financial component because it does throw a little skin in the game and, you know, kind of maybe keep people a little bit more motivated to continue because you know what it's having a business whether it's a nonprofit or, or anything else it is a lot of work okay like there are days as yeah. all of us where we're just like i don't i i, I don't want i'm tapping out like I'm, i don't want to do this anymore because it's hard yeah. and you know to keep going and to keep growing and all those things i mean those are things that are not easy to do and so um, I commend you ladies for getting out there. And I too, like, I want to follow everywhere you are. I want to be. <laughs> We're on a world tour. Right? These stories <laughs> sparkle. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it's Yay. perfect. So uh, Amanda, you had mentioned that you have, you're an entrepreneur. So a little bit more about your business side uh, beyond She Stories. Tell us a little bit about you and what your background is. Sure. Uh, back in 2000, well, I'm a musician and a singer first. That's how I started my entrepreneur journey. That was, was evident, me. by the way, because when you busted out that song, yeah. I was like, shit, she's got pipes. <laughs> like, she's she's my new karaoke BFF. <laughs> I'll come down there. Uh, I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor is my number one song. Oh, <laughs> that's such a good one. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Off topic. Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) You are hilarious. I love you already. (laughs) Um, Okay. Let me go back to my story. So, um, so I started off being a musician and a singer first, and I, I did amazing work doing that. I generated impact and income was able to buy my first house being a musician. I was amazing. And being a single mom. Um, And then from there um, I started, a co-working space in 2016, because I love community, obviously, right? I started a co-working space uh, in one town, and then I moved it to one of my favorite towns, which is Claremont. Uh, it's a school, uh, universities, a beautiful city. Um, so I started a co-working space uh, for entrepreneurs, for like-minded people to be able to cultivate community and cultivate ideas and for their businesses to grow. And then when the pandemic happened, had to shut that down um, and it was just time to close. I looked at the health of my business. And I was like, it's just, it's time for me to close it down, which is very hard for me. And I went through a lot of uh, loss and grief, but I was able to have women hold space for me, which was amazing. And in the pandemic is when I birthed um, my speaking career and being a confidence coach uh, for women. So that's how and where I am today. Uh, that's what I'm doing. I miss community. I miss having a co-working space, but I'm still, you know, working in those spaces and still helping entrepreneurs and women and men to find who they are and go out there and live that dream. I, I love the concept of confidence coach. I am. Um... I, you can see a little bit of my vision board behind me that we just did last weekend. We did vision boarding. And uh, one of the words on the board for me this year is self-esteem. So mm. I can appreciate anybody who can build up somebody else's confidence. Mm. Thank you. I had to build up my own first, you know, that's the first step. Yeah, I mean, there's that <laughs> work in progress. <laughs> 
And sometimes I think that part of it is hard when you're like, you know, so down on yourself or in a, in a place where you're having to make a decision to shut down your business because the world's on fire and you're like, Hey, I got to eat or, you know, keep the doors open. What am I going to do here? And Mm -hmm. I'm sure at that moment, as many of us, like your self-esteem is in the dumps, like you're just not in a good space and to be able to pull, pull up and be like, you know what? Mm -hmm. Like, this is not, this is not who I am. This is not the direction I want to go. And to like parlay that into a speaking career. I mean, that is incredible. And I think the journey of, and I I say it all the time is like our bios, our history, our, you know, all the different resume things that we have, they thread this needle of who we are. And it's like this beautiful necklace that we get to wear. Mm -hmm. And many of us don't wear it with pride. And I think you're teaching women, you know, with, with all the things you guys are both doing to wear it with pride and be proud and, and thread that needle girl. Like, Bring it up and wear it. It's a custom piece. Yes. (laughs) I like that. It's an authentic custom custom piece. piece. It's unique and it's your, it's your calling card. And I think um, it's something, you know, a lot of people say they're life coaches and you look at them and you're like, I don't really get it. Like, I don't understand. Or, you know, they're coaching people or talking to people, but like somebody like you, you've got the back, like you, you've done the work. Okay. You've, you've, you're making it happen. And so when you speak, I'm listening, women are listening and it's, you know, I'm just, I I think you're amazing. Like I'm, I'm fangirling. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) If, uh, if people are interested in getting involved in she stories, where can they find you? They can find us on our website at shestories.co. That's the extension CO. Or they can find us on Instagram or on Facebook. Yeah. You ladies are just everything and then some. It's a great way to close out the week. Amanda, Leilani, we feel more inspired than we did when we sat down this morning. Everybody else get out there this week and be inspired. <laughs>